What's up, guys? Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast, episode 29. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on YouTube. I'm sitting here in the parking lot, backseat of Wildflower, my bus. We're in Wisconsin. Huge festival coming. I could see people bringing their lawn chairs in. This is going to be crazy. It's only 11 a.m., and there's already a massive front row, and we start at 7 p.m. tonight. This is going to be one of the biggest. Never mind. I forgot. We're in the shutdown. I'm here at my house. No touring. No word about touring. No word when touring might even come back. So, uh, by the way, if you hear someone talk about, I hear concerts aren't going to come back until whenever, just remember, no one knows. Everything you hear is speculation right now. So if someone tells you they heard a rumor that concerts are not coming until X amount of time, that's just somebody guessing. That's um, maybe a promoter or maybe a musician or somebody, they're all just guessing. We don't know. Now, my thought is, I would like to think, here I go. Now, I'm doing exactly what I just told you not to listen to. I'm guessing here that we're going to be touring sometime in June. And I would suspect that's going to be somewhere in the Midwest. Maybe one of the states that never closed down, which is like Iowa, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Dakota, I believe. Um, Utah. or so, so there's, a bunch, there's like eight states that haven't closed. I'm guessing it's one of those kind of states everyone six feet apart, uh, wearing mask. And that I imagine that first show we go back, me taking a picture from the stage and it looking like the apocalypse. Um, but the good news is, uh, any day now we're going to have Yee Yee mask coming into the store. So at least we'll all be uniformed and at least the crowd will be wearing a Yee Yee black with white Yee Yee across the mask. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Uh, other than that, you know, I've kind of just come to, I've come to grips with, with the reality of where we are and what we're doing. I'm past the shock of, oh my God, we're not touring. When are we going to tour? Is it two weeks? Is it three weeks? Is it four weeks? Is it two months? I'm past all that. I'm, I'm more accepting that this is a time to grow my faith this is a time to grow my YouTube channels. This is a time to um, build a relationship with the listeners and the viewers and provide some kind of value to you. Uh, it's also a time to write songs. It's also a time to produce songs. I'm making a few new, brand new songs right now, whether or not I'm writing them or I have some I've already written that are being produced by band members and we're do all doing it virtually. Um, which is what I've always done anyway. I've always sang things here. I'll email the tracks. Somebody will, in their in their home studio, they'll put on the drums. They'll email it to a bass player. You know, so I've always done that. I've done that since 2007. That's nothing new. Uh, but I just want to I just want to say that um, you know, and I, and before I move on, spending time with family. That's been something I'm really trying to focus on and something that is um, rare for me to be home every night. I've been reading stories to London every night. Um, we've been reading right now. We've been reading where the red fern grows and with Lincoln, we talk about fighting and battles and superheroes and really into the Avengers right now. We went from star Wars to the Avengers. So 
Um, all this is on the Disney app, which I'm, I'm not trying to sponsor here, but we're, we're looked, we're hooked on that, that Disney app because it has Marvel, it has Star Wars. So that's kind of where we are. And we all just need to take a deep breath every once in a while and kind of focus in on where we are today. And remember to reject the idea of a new normal. Stop listening to that, guys. If someone says, this is the new normal, or we're working our way towards the new normal, reject that idea. It's crap. I don't want to hear anything about a new normal. This is, this is very rare. We're living in history right now. We're living at a, at a historic time that will be remembered. We'll be, look back on this and uh, we'll think how crazy it is. But it's not the new normal. It's not the beginning of a new normal. We're not going to never shake hands again. We're not going to wear masks everywhere we go. We're not going to social distance all the time. We're not going to keep taking checks from the government. What? No, it's not new normal. This is a crazy reality we're living in. That's what it is. So just, just beware, everybody. Beware of what you're hearing. And also remember, just as I said with touring, how no one knows when we're going to start touring. Guess what? No one knows about this virus either. No one knows the infection rate. No one knows the death rate. We just know there's all kinds of speculations about the deaths and the pre-existing conditions. And guess what I heard from my bus driver, Butch, yesterday? Uh, a reputable article came out talking about the testing talking about these tests and a massive amount of tests that went out from the CDC that were tainted with the virus on the test. What? Seriously. I read it myself. I saw it with my own eyes. Reputable. Now, is it fake news? I don't know. Maybe. But it's out there. That information is out there. And it was quoting sources on how they found the CDC was sending out tests tainted with the virus itself. Just because I'm talking about this means this podcast probably will not be heard. It's going to get sucked into a vortex wormhole and spit out and my algorithm is going to die and, and no one's actually going to hear it except for the hardcore fans because uh, that's also the thing that's happening is our, our social media is being monitored. Cell phones are being monitored. It's not the new normal, guys. Let me get on task here. I want to talk to you about the sponsor of this podcast, episode 29, Yee Yee Apparel, which by the way, we have a new web address. It's yee.com. So you could find this stuff at grangersmith.com, earldibblesjr.com, yeeyeeapparel.com, and now yeeyee.com, y-e-e-y-e-e.com. Makes it super simple. It took us several years to acquire that email, that uh, website address, um, because it was, it was owned by some dude. He's, he's owned it for, you know, 10 or 12 years or something like that. So we, we've been on him trying to negotiate how we can finally, uh, take a hold of that URL and we got it. So yeegee.com it's, it's easy to remember. And it's also just going to shoot you over to yeegeeapparel.com right now. Um, if you go there, if you go to geeky.com, if you look at some of our apparel, I will admit that right now, currently, it appears like we are sold out of almost everything. We have a bunch of hats, but if you're looking for shirts, it looks like we're almost sold out of everything. 
that is actually by design. This is a new business model that we are that we have been doing. My brothers Tyler and Parker and I. Um, it is extremely expensive and very difficult to keep a whole bunch of stuff constantly stocked on the shelves. And uh, our business manager, our accountant, was would always freak out because throughout the year, 365 days, we would have shelves that were really stocked with triple X, double X, XL, large, medium, small, extra small, kids, youth, whatever, and, and everything. And we would we'd make a conscious effort to keep it stocked, keep it stopped, keep it, you know, keep new new sizes coming in, new new designs coming in. And it was really, it was really difficult. And it spread us really thin and it was stressful. And and you imagine if you're trying to act like you're Walmart and keeping your, your shelf stocked, it's just not a good business model. So we switched to a new business model, which a lot of you have probably noticed. And what that is, what that has meant for us is that we're going to do major launches with new apparel and new lines about five times a year. So for instance, we, we just did Yee Yee Day and we just did the spring launch before that. Um, and then before that is, was probably, I think we did like a 2020 new year blowout. And then before that, of course, is black Friday. And then, so coming up, we have our next big release is June the 12th. That's our summer release. So if you mark that on your calendar, if you're a fan of Yee Yee Apparel, then mark June the 12th on your calendar. And that is going to be the next big release with all new items. That's when Amber has a bunch of new items and we have a bunch of men's stuff, a bunch of youth stuff, and we'll launch that. So what we do, our business model is we launch it all on June 12th and we try to pick a number that we could sell everything we have. And now that number floats and we try to make it up as we go. But as you saw from Yee Yee Day, we just did we just did that launch. We sold out of almost everything in like five minutes of the launch. We launched at 10 a.m. on June 17, or excuse me, April 17th, and we sold out of almost everything in about five minutes. Now we didn't expect to sell out that soon. We were hoping it would sell out in like a week. So what that means for us is we just need to raise the inventory a little bit, raise what we order, and and hopefully. On June the 12th, you'll be able to get in that day, yee.com, find what you want in the size that you want, and you'll, you could get it like in the course of about five days. If you order within like five day window, you'll get it. That being said, I would highly encourage on June the 12th, you go pretty early knowing the fans that we have. Yee Nation is unbelievable. But that's that. I'm trying to explain. Um, if if you've been following us for a long time, that's why you go to the store now and everything looks sold out, and it's a little frustrating. But at the same time, it really helps us to drive everything in big spurts and then sell out, and then we're not holding on to cash inventory on our shelves, and we're able to use that instead to go back into new designs. So. What you can do in the meantime, the most impactful thing you could do to support us, or if you're just, if you love the brand, you could join our shirt of the month club. Um, this it's like 20 bucks a month, something like that. And you tell us your size. And then every month at the first of the month, we ship out your brand new shirt that is not for sale on the store. It's not for sale anywhere else. It's exclusive to the shirt of the month club. 
So we work really hard on those designs. We go through these designs and, and, uh, and kind of handpick what we think is the best for that month. And then you're going to, one day you're going to go out to your mailbox, you're going to open up the box and there's your new brand new shirt of the month in your size. And I think it's really awesome. It's gone over really well. I love all of the shirts and it's great for this new business model where most of the things are going to stay sold out. You are going to get your own shirt every month, no matter what. You don't even have to look it up. So the other thing I need to say, the last thing I'll say about Yee Apparel is that the Yee Day sale went so fast on April 17th, it sold out in five minutes. So we are, because that was our mistake, we didn't have enough inventory. Then what we are going to do is we are restocking some of the fastest sellers from that day any day now. So on yee.com, any day now from when you hear this or watch this podcast, be checking on that site. And suddenly those fastest sellers are going to pop back up in stock again. So all that being said, thank you so much for the support. We are, we're so grateful uh, during this crazy time that we have this apparel company that me and my brothers started from scratch and it's, we're so passionate about and it. And what we always try to preach is that we're selling a lifestyle and, and it is something that's has become bigger than any of one of us individually or the music or, or any videos. It's, it truly is Yee nation. It, is, it truly is a group of like-minded people that, um, love to live life to the fullest. And to me, that's, that's all, always what it's really been about. I'm excited about this podcast today, episode 29. Um, I'm bringing a special guest who most of you know, Amber, my wife. And I was just thinking about it last night. I was like, what should I talk about on the podcast? And I thought, you know, we have several stories in our lives about signs from above. I'm talking signs, spiritual signs from heaven, whether it's an answered prayer, whether it's uh, an absolute surprise, a reminder, a memory, a dream. Uh, but I believe these things are very real. And we have, we have a couple of stories I'd love to share with you. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to get Amber in here. Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. I got Amber with me and we were together a lot on the Smiths. So we got to make it different. If, if, if people watch us, the Smiths, you got to make it different. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Young guest. <laughs> so I, I was thinking last night, what should we do for this podcast? And I think like w one of the cool things that um, we have a lot of in, in our story is these signs that we see from above signs from above. And I don't write them down. Do you write, you write them down? I have, yeah, I got, book. I got a journal. And um, so I brought you because I could tell a couple and you could tell a couple and you could help me remember mine. So do you want to go first or me? Let's do it. Well, you, you can start. So, uh, so as you're listening to these guys, um, also, and I kind of grew up hearing these. My mom is very, very spiritual. So she has a ton of these kind of stories. And so I've, I've heard him my whole life and she's, she's so spiritually connected that she has, um, just story after story that'll just blow you away. It's like, what, how does how does a human even do that? But 
I think we all have that capability um, to be to to hear God's voice and or angels or ha- however you want to look at it. Um, but I feel like if you're not if you're not aware of it, if you're not listening for it, if you're not um, paying attention, then it's impossible. It's the same with remembering dreams. Some people could remember their dreams really, really well. And some people are like, I don't even dream. Well, you just have to kind of be connected to that. Be aware. So what I was going to say is if you're listening to this or watching this and you have your own stories, comment below and um, we'd love to hear your stories too. Sorry about Remy. (laughs) Yeah. And be, and also being open to it. I think just having your heart and your eyes and your ears and your mind open to receiving those signs is kind of a big step too. Yeah. So do you want to start with your signs? Yeah. I can do you want start to start with, with are, are we talking about signs all in general, like your dad? Yeah. It's like what mom says are, um, you know, there's no such thing as coincidences. Nope. Those kind of signs. Only divine appointments. Yeah. So, um, we have about 25 minutes. Okay. And I will start, I guess I'll tell the story about, um, one of them was really meaningful from, from my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on tour and I was in a, went to a meet and greet and I met a family and I meet a lot of families that have lost somebody. And that's always happened. It's, and it's always just as impactful for me to meet these families and hear their stories. And I've got to the point where I could recognize them when they walk in I could just know, I know the look on a family's face when they're walking in and they're about to tell me that they lost someone and they're coming to the concert to celebrate their life. Either because they, they love, they love getting out and, and celebrating with country music or specifically because that person loved my band and we are now a living embodiment of their passion. Yee yee. So I see that a lot. And this one particular time I saw the family come in and this was a young girl that died in a car accident. And I actually knew her. She was a fan. She'd been to many meet and greets and they brought, uh, they brought their daughter, the the girl's daughter. And she was like, like three, mm-hmm. four. And I, Went through the meet and greet and the the little girl had a, had a little sign for me that said, my mommy was a fan. Now I'm the fan. And it was just hitting me so hard. And I was like trying to hold back tears and trying to be connected with this family and be aware and be present with them. And at the same time, I was kind of fighting my own emotions on, it's just difficult knowing that you had one person that loved your music and now they're gone. And you know how bad that family's hurting. So I went back to the bus, needless to say, I was just really frustrated and upset and um, emotional. And I was going to get dressed and start playing the show in about 30 minutes. And I go back to my dressing room. And as you guys know, I've lost my dad in 2014. And I, I made a bracelet that represented him. It It was a like a chrome bracelet, like a hero's bracelet. And it had the success poem by Ralph Waldo Emerson, the very end, this is to have succeeded. It's the very end of that poem. And it said, this is to have succeeded. And on the other side, it said, Chris P. Smith, 1952-2014. 
And I have, I don't wear it all the time because it's hard to play guitar with it. So it was in this little drawer in Wildflower. I go up after this meet and greet and I sit down and I'm just like thinking, you know, is this worth it? Like, can I emotionally keep going through meet and greets and talk to people like this and go through and hear these kind of stories and then go play a show? Like, is that even possible? Like, this is tough, you know, and I had a picture and uh, like a four by seven picture of that girl. And I was like, this is tough. I think I even texted you. And I sat down and I went to put my boots on and I put my boots on and there was something in the bottom of my, of my boot and I took off my boot. And there was that bracelet, that chrome bracelet was in the bottom of my boot. There's no way it couldn't, it could have gotten from that little drawer out of the drawer and then dropped into the boot, which I had just placed there before the meet and greet. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> this is to have succeeded. Like, are you trying to tell me something <laughs> here? You know, I mean, it's, that was a crazy moment. I just sat there. I was blown away for a long time. Yeah. We always say, okay, God. Okay, God. <laughs> okay, God. There you go. Your turn. Okay, come here. You have some on your hat. Okay. Okay, so I guess if we want to... How much time do we have? Oh, 20 if, minutes. If we want to stay on your dad, um, London, when she was two. Okay, so hearts hearts have been very important with seeing signs from from Chris and, and Debbie Granger's mom. We see right after Chris passed... They were, it was really special between them. Right after... Uh, Sorry, Chris passed. We were just seeing hearts everywhere in the sky, in uh, pieces of lead or pieces of thread that fell off our jeans, shaped in the shape of a heart. If we cracked an egg open, it the yolk was in the shape of a heart. We just saw hearts all the time. So we would always send send pictures to each other through the family and say, you know, we saw another heart today, or we felt we felt Papa today. But London, she was two. She was just so connected. You know, little children are so connected, so innocently connected. And I remember one big one for me was we were driving over to our friend's house. She was giggling in the back seat. And I, and I kind of looked back and I was like, what are you, what are you laughing at? And she just goes, Papa. And I, I, it just kind of took, took me aback. And we got out of the car and she was looking up at the sky and she goes, Papa. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, see, Papa's sprinkling hearts everywhere. See? Obviously I saw nothing, but a little innocent two-year-old felt that presence and and it it was a, and it was a heart, you know, it wasn't like stars or or something else. So that was a big sign that, that I held onto with London. She's just, you know, little children are very spiritually connected. Do you want to talk any more about your dad or do you want to go to signs for rib? So, um, I guess, uh, the big sign I had recently with rib is, um, I was seeing, and by the way, it happened to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. I saw on a, somewhere my eyes go straight to the word river. It's either a street sign or um, a vehicle or a state park sign or a river crossing. But I've learned through touring in the last several months that the river is probably the most popular word you could put on a sign. And I see it in every city we go to, in every town, in every country. It's everywhere. And But there's been times, that being said, that my eyes have gone straight to that word. Like looking down or looking at the steering wheel, eyes glance up, and the first thing they fall on is the word river. And then I noticed there was times when my eyes would do that, four or five times in a row in the span of five to 10 minutes. 
like I would just I would look up and there'd, there'd be the word river and I'm like, ugh, that's weird. And then I would think about something else and I'd be doing something else. And then I was, my eyes would go another direction. Boom. There it was again, the word river. It's like, oh gosh. And, and then it would happen four or five times in a row. And I'd be like, this is weird. Like it's some, there's a connection with all these. I feel like there's a message here or, or maybe, maybe it's just association in my mind. Just maybe, you know, what is it when you're getting married and all you see is it's stuff about weddings, bridesmaids, yeah. wedding, you know, brides gowns on billboards. Mm-hmm. It's like the association that the brain starts making if that's what you're thinking about. So I was thinking, well, maybe that's what it is. So then one day in particular, I'm driving close to home and we live kind of close to the interstate, I-35 in Texas. Then I'm driving towards the interstate and I see it, river. Then I look again, river. And the third time, a third time in like 30 seconds, uninterrupted, full glance. And I said, and I saw the word river and I just threw my hands up and I said, what, what, what God, what, why are my eyes doing this? What? And right when I said the last, what my eyes hit one more thing and it was a semi truck. I just entered I 35. It was a semi truck. In in giant letters on the side of the cement truck, it said, peace. And it had a little red dove. And I was like, it was silent. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. And so then yesterday, since that story, that's happened several times. So then yesterday, I saw the word, my eyes went up, saw the word river. And, I, and then I thought, peace, peace. That's what that means to me now. And it could never have been more clear. And I took a picture and I sent to you. And I, strangely, I ended up sending a picture back to you a couple weeks later of the same truck. I just happened to glance up and saw this huge, the same exact truck that he sent me a photo of. I've never seen that semi truck ever in my life. And it just said peace massively. And it was during a time I was thinking about Riv. And, and it's those little things where, yeah, people could say it's a coincidence. You're just driving by a truck, but it's, it's the moment your eye hits it. Like you don't, you could have been looking this way and, and, and would have missed it. Yeah. But in that moment, your eye hit what God needed you to see. So sorry. I was almost starting to cry there. <laughs> Y'all, I have so many signs. I have them all written down just because I hold on to them as little pieces of hope. And I guess if we, if we want to start at the very beginning with Riv, um, Rain has always been very important in our family. It rained on the day we got married. It rained all the days that our babies were born. And on the night that the accident happened, it was a beautiful, beautiful evening, a beautiful spring day, you know, sunny. And after it happened, we were driving to the hospital and this torrential downpour just started. Mm -hmm. And we kind of looked at each other like, oh my gosh, like this is another one of these really important days in our lives. And it was just crazy it came rain. Out of nowhere. Like the, the kind of rain where we were going like 80 miles an hour to try to keep up to, with the ambulance. And we we're like, oh, we got to slow down to like 40. Yeah. Cause we couldn't see as crazy as we needed to get to that hospital. I had to slow down to half speed on the interstate because it was unbelievable rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, we, there was a rainbow at river service on a June day. <laughs> In the summer. In the desert. In the desert. A rainbow, which is God's promise to us. Um, it also rained at the service yeah. through one tiny cloud mm-hmm. in a summer sky in June. 
in the hill country of Texas in drought-like conditions. Yeah. And not the kind of rain that w- even wet the ground. It was like just like sprinkling on our heads. Yeah. Just a little sprinkle. Um, and then a couple of days after the, after the service, we had the craziest lightning storm I've ever seen ever. The lightning was yeah. going sideways and it wasn't just every now and then it was every second for hours and I, and lightning, you know, lightning McQueen with river. It was just very important to us. River loved lightning. He loved storms. He loved watching the lightning. He loved flickering the lights on and off all the time. He loved flashlights. And I, we just stood outside as a family crying, watching this lightning storm. And I remember Granger and I were laying in bed that night and Granger didn't want to go to sleep. He's like, I don't want to close my eyes. He's not finished yet. So yeah, still going. Yeah. It was like midnight. <laughs> yeah. So lightning is another sign for us. Um, like I said, kids are very in tune. I was walking one time with Lincoln, uh, and we were crossing the street and I, you know, he didn't want to hold my hand. And I said, buddy, you need to hold my hand. You have to be safe. Why do you not want to hold my hand? And he said, I don't need to. River's always holding me. River's holding my shoulder. You know, he was probably, f- he was five, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that's not, and we weren't talking about river. That's not just something that he would just make up. Um, please tell me you're going to talk about the buzzards. Um, oh, the buzzards. Okay, so that will lead into my biggest sign that yeah. I will hold on to for my entire life. I had just read a book about signs. I, I After River passed, I just completely filled my mind with books on hope and heaven and, and signs and NDEs, and I just wanted to know so much about heaven. And so this book said, ask for a specific sign. You know, I know we're not supposed to ask God for things all the time, but if you're really hurting and you're desperate, you can cry out to God and ask Him for a specific sign. So I went to bed that night, and I just was really sad. And I said, please, God, if he's okay, if he's with you, show me a blue butterfly. I, you know, we saw tons of butter. We see tons of butterflies all the time, but they're always monarchs. And I've never seen a blue butterfly. Went to sleep that night and we woke up the next morning. I kid you not. There were 17 buzzards on our roof. Mm -hmm. 17. Really weird. Like eerie, great, creepy. So weird. And big black buzzards. I told Granger, I always think of Riv when I see buzzards because they're so graceful as they soar with their big wingspan. And so I was kind of like, okay, God, well, that's not a blue butterfly, but I'll take it. It's like the opposite of a blue butterfly. But we were like, I guess God was going to give you a different sign just to tell you that he's in control of your signs, not you. Yeah, like trying to be funny. And and Granger stopped me. He's like a blue butterfly because he did. I didn't tell him that I asked for that. And so that next, was it the same day or the next day? I think it was that it was same, the same day. day. Yeah. I went to go pick up our mail at the UPS store and I always tell people we had one package and two letters. And the very first thing that I pulled out of our box was a letter with a big blue butterfly stamp that said, thinking of you. And I have it framed. And that is something that God would have had to put into motion before I asked for it. He had to have known that I was going to ask for that, for that to be in my mailbox the next day. And I, some people might say that's a coincidence, but that I specifically asked for a sign and God gave it to me and I am holding on to that so tight. And now I see blue butterflies everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you, people send me blue butterflies all the time, but that was my main sign that I will hold on to forever. Then I started seeing them everywhere. Yeah. Then we got that little, um, Zelda video game Oh yeah. for Nintendo and me and the kids went and picked up this little game a few days later. And when we brought it home, it was a brand new game, a Zelda game, and we put it in just to kind of help, um, you know, pass the time. And the whole game has blue butterflies, tiny blue butterflies, tiny ones flying, flying everywhere. That's part of the game. Like, Oh, that's so weird. <sighs> um, I'm trying to think if I have any other 
the balloons in Germany, when we took our trip back to Germany, remember we got off the train and red balloons, you know, from heavenbound balloons, those are always important to us. There was just random balloons floating up yeah. to heaven. Yeah. And so that was kind of special. Um, there's been several balloon stories. Yeah. We've had. I see hearts in the clouds. You know, I, anytime I'm thinking of rib or something, I'll look over and there's the perfect shape of a heart in the clouds. Um, we were, I did brain spotting back to, back to lights and stuff. When we went to therapy, we were doing our brain spotting session, which is an, a light or a, I'm sorry, an eye therapy to kind of help you get rid of visions and traumatic memories. So in the middle of it, I'm deep in this, um, traumatic story. I'm telling the story of what happened and I'm bawling all of a sudden, every light in the building goes out right as I was talking about Riv and flicked back on. And me and my counselor, our eyes just like, he goes, that's never happened before. And then I told him the story of how lights are so important to us and lightning. And anyway, that was another strange thing that happened. Um, the wheels on the bus song. When I was doing my devotionals at the kitchen table, this was just a couple weeks after river passed. I had the Christian Alexa playlist on and it's all Christian songs about three songs in the children's song, the wheels on the bus came on and it's the same song that river and I sang. And you can go back and look at a Smith episode and we're singing it together. The exact same children's version on a Christian playlist. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, <laughs> you're trying to be funny, Yeah, but just, I just so believe that God can speak to you and try to comfort you in your times of need. If you're, if you're open to seeing and, and feeling those things. I want to, I want to see if you guys have, I know you do, if you have similar stories, um, if you're listening on the podcast app, then go to my social media or Amber's Amber, Emily Smith and, and say hashtag Granger Smith podcast. And then after that, after that, um, tell a little bit of your story, whatever that social media platform allows you the space to do. But, um, I think Facebook, Facebook, Instagram allows a lot, a lot, a lot of space. So Instagram would be good. But yeah, it's, I want to hear your stories and I think it's, it's, um, a good thing to share if you do have the stories, cause maybe you have a really good story that you haven't shared with anybody cause you feel a little weird about it. Or you feel like you're kind of, you're, um, a strange person if you want to talk about spiritual mm-hmm. signs, but we're here telling you, you're not crazy and we'd love to hear your stories. And I know that you have a ton more. I have a ton more. I have, and I keep a list of them. Just because if, if I am going through a hard time, I can always go back to this and say, look, you're okay. He's okay. God is with you. And look what he's shown me. And I encourage you to do the same. Wake up from dreams, write down dreams, write down signs that you see. So you don't forget. Sometimes we get busy and we forget what God has done for us. And these just help me to keep the hope and keep the faith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening and watching. If you'd like to hear more of these stories, on this kind of podcast, this format with Amber specifically, or maybe my mom. Yeah. She oh my gosh. She is so, she's so connected. You would love, love jazz. You would love Debbie. So let us know and uh, comment below or go to social media, hashtag Granger Smith podcast and love you guys. Love you. If you want to see more of Amber, she does a series on YouTube on our Smith's channel called arise with Amber every Sunday morning. For some reason, that's Siri. A, that's a sign. For <laughs> some reason, Siri is listening to me right now. Okay. Mm. That's creepy. Yeah, weird. Siri's talking to me. Okay, anyway, love you guys. We'll see you next episode on Monday. Be safe out there mentally. See ya. Bye. Bye.